unlikely victories, improbable drives, spectacular crashes, amazing races, impossible records being broken. In a year where we thought we were not going to get a season, this year gave us one of the best seasons of all time. F1 2020, what a special season. Let's jump the start. everybody welcome in jump to start racing podcast i'm here my name is wellington i'm here with two of my closest friends ruben say hi what's going on guys yes hi very subdued hi super excited yeah no race this weekend so it's... there's no reason to be excited anymore man season's over yeah 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 <laughs> so jumping into this it's our season recap episode uh, we'll go through, obviously, we'll go through some of the news that has come out during the last couple of days, and then we'll just recap, you know, some, we'll, we'll talk again about the top 10 drivers on the grid, our favorite race of the year, our favorite drive of the year, and then our biggest wish for next year. Do, so, we, get, do, we, get, do we get to blow out candles or we make that wish? If you want, yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, excuse me, guys. <laughs> Somebody's I'll be right birthday back. somewhere, yeah. <laughs> but before we get into that, I want to make sure I put out all of our information. We are at at jump to start f1 on twitter and instagram we're on jump to start racing on youtube please check us out uh subscribe like um smash the like button as they say and uh we're also on a bunch of podcast platforms apple podcast spotify google podcast iheart radio tune in and stitcher sorry I, I was googling uh where i can get a birthday candle can you repeat that again i'm gonna go backwards stitcher tune in iheart radio google podcast spotify and apple podcast guys uh, subscribe if you like what you hear yeah. drop us a review five star preferably uh interact with us on twitter and instagram at jump to start f1 it's a lot of fun on there and if you want drop us an email jump to start race jump to start racing at gmail.com sorry for screwing that one up but Let's get into it. The news. So the biggest piece of news coming out of uh, this past week was Sergio Perez is now signed with Red Bull. Surprise, surprise. Ted was right. Yeah. <laughs> after he stole the guy's food. After <laughs> Bento box. A, lot of, a lot of people were, uh, were, were very skeptical. Skeptical. Of okay. that piece of news, but he was right. Right. So what does this mean? Alex Albon did not show enough in the year and a half that he was in Red Bull. Um, and Sergio Perez, who is himself a, a obviously a veteran driver, a consistent driver, comes into the Red Bull team. Obviously, he brings in sponsors as well and forms a very formidable uh team with uh, Max Verstappen. Ruben, what are your thoughts on this, my man? I'm just wondering, when was the deal actually signed? Like, how long ago and stuff like that? And would he be, you know, like I saw earlier in, in, in um, you know, searching online and stuff like that, that he would he, will he settle to be the next Botas? I would have wondered for him, but it's the next Botas. He will settle? He said that? I, no, no. Would he, I said, would he settle to be the next Botas? Because, you know, you're coming to take it to Max. Beggars can't be choosers. He's been driving. Whoa. You think he begged for that seat? 
No, I'm not saying oh, that okay, he's okay. begging for it. What I'm saying is that he did beg for a competitive team. Well, he wanted. He, he's been driving for ten years, and he finally got in a competitive team. It doesn't matter what position you're in. And he showed. But you're in one of those seats. And after uh, the year, the year of his career, basically, got his first win, a few podiums, um, points, points, like oh, and he was out for two races with COVID. Um, he earned that. Doesn't matter if you're second fiddle or not. You're in a top team. Now the onus is on him to show that. So I he think can he stay will. there. I I, think I'm sure he will. Mister, uh, what is what calls him, uh, Mister. Mr. Uh, consistency. No, traction control. No, no. Oh, no. That's, that's, yes, yeah, automatic he, tra well, traction I, control. Well, I think he's a, yeah, built-in traction control. I heard yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not going to take credit for that. But oh, you heard it. I heard yeah. that. But it's true. The guy's phenomenal on tires. He just, he has a way of flowing into a corner where he doesn't, there's not a lot of wheel spin. So it's like a smooth transition. He's a, he's a great driver. He's not, I don't want to, I don't like to use great, um, but he's a very good driver because <laughs> great would be somebody like Hamilton I think, or Schumacher or something like that or Verstappen. But he's a good driver. I think the, the thing you say, he's not great, but the way he drives, the consistency, take you know, nurturing the tires, and what he's shown throughout all of these years, you know, with Force India, you know, keeping competitive, came to the Pink Panther and look, and they gave him the car, and he, you know, put up. He's up there, and he's built that team. Yes, he's he's helped well, develop that car. He helped, and he and he saved too. the team, not with the money, but no. What I'm saying, he helped save that team, keep it intact, and they've been able to develop that car to where it is now, and to the point, and even during those years that he was there, they were able to punch above their weight with limited what, money. Yeah, with limited money, and finish what fourth in the constructors for such a small team. I think they were always and there. he was the team leader. I think they were always there, top five, top three all the time. Yeah, he was, you know, With a, sad to see, sad to see him go from that team. But at the end of the day, good that he got a drive on a top team because he definitely deserved that. Would have been sad if he wasn't on the grid at all. Super sad. That's true. Yeah, but now the onus is on Red Bull. You got two you solid mean? drivers. You got one, possibly one of the greatest drivers. Depend. We'll see how his career ends, but we, we we can all agree that Max is one of those type of drivers. And now you have a solid driver with experience who is a race winner, can get you a podium whenever you need it on a on a day where nothing where when it's available when it's available when it's up for grabs of course when it's up for grabs, and you can consistently run in between in the those top four spots. Paris can deliver. Now can Red Bull deliver the car? That's the key, because now the pressure's on Red Bull. I mean, when you say can Red Bull deliver the car, what do you mean by that? To to Paris by himself or for the for them? No, for them to 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 fight for the top spot for the championship. That'll because be, that'll be tough to do. You, you remember? I know, I know. I know you did have Ricardo in that seat before Albon and Gasly for two years, I believe. Ricardo so. was in longer than that, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, much longer, yeah. Well, three years actually. You had we had um, Max and Ricardo in that seat. Young Max Verstappen, but he was coming into his own. But you had those two very good drivers in that seat. But the car would always start off bad during the season, 
but end up in a good spot. Yeah. Well, it was the Renault engine too. They had a lot of DNFs. Well, but now I mean now they have a Honda engine. No, that's but you're right. Good. You're you're right because by the time they always get to like the U.S., Mexico, then they're like killing everybody in the races. Yeah, and but at, but is it because people stop developing the car and they just continue to do it? Maybe. Well, we're not. We're talking just about people. We're just talking about no, 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 no. Mercedes, who's been right. a cut above the rest every single year, right. but they don't get off to a good start. At least, for example, you look at in 2016. They started off the year bad, and they wound up overtaking Ferrari at the end to get the second spot in 2016. 2017, they started off slow, but it was a fight between Ferrari and Mercedes. 2018 was the same thing. They were, oh, they've always been third third fiddle, but they can never get above because their car is either unreliable, the engine gotcha, sucks, gotcha. Yeah. or they have a... Or, so or these past bad. two years, has been they've been handcuffed because their drivers are not up to the par. second driver. Yeah, their second driver is not up to par. So now you have the two solid drivers. You have an engine, which is bulletproof. Second, third best on the grid. No, no, no. no, no but the engine, as far as consistency, and, and it's a very reliable engine. Yeah, reliability. There you go. It was bulletproof this year. And Christian Horner even said it recently in an article. Now they have to build a car that's good on all tracks. It can't be on a on a on a twisty, turny track. Yeah, it has to be good on all tracks because the Mercedes car is good on all tracks. We we praise the Mercedes cars because they're so good in a straight line, but they're also good through the corners too. It's a complete car. So I want to <laughs> I want to give you some information, right? This is so I, like, I like how Wellington let us like me and you discuss a little bit while he was there like running the gear. He's cheating right yeah, now. Yeah, he's I'm, about I'm, to come up I'm with about something. to reel you guys in. So I'll give you some stats. He's got 191 race starts, obviously one win, 10 podiums, 706 career uh, points, um, fourth place finish uh, last year. His first race was 2011 Australian Sober, no? Grand Prix. Sober, no? Correct. Sober. So he was, throughout his career, since 2011, he raced with Sauber Ferrari, McLaren, Force India, Racing Point, and now he's going to Red Bull. So... What we've heard also come out of the news is that the Red Bull car will be 40% new. What -hmm. does that mean? They're developing a car that they will need to work the kinks out of, just like they have in recent years. And now they have a guy that has experience across different cars, different vehicles, different manufacturers, and he could get a car working right. And this is something that we talked about earlier in the year that they really missed when he had COVID. They really missed him because they could not set up the track. I think it was for set up the car for the track. I think it was, it was for the most of some races. Yeah. Yep. They where they really the struggled, where they were expected to be really exactly. good. Exactly. So in that situation, I expect a lot from both Perez and Red Bull. Further, because it's now the second car, we saw both Alex Albon and Gasly struggle with the setup of that Red Bull car, that second Red Bull car. Do any of you guys think that he's going to have trouble with that car? Checo meaning? I don't think no. so. Uh, it's going to take getting used to, right? And he's going to have to put in a ton of laps in testing. Why? Because it's a different style of car. It's a high-rate car. It's a different aero system mm-hmm. based on whatever Adrian Newey comes up with now. I think that it will take some getting used to. More so than jumping to another. But I think... He'll be, he'll he'll settle quick into the seat. Though. 
I think that's because of his experience. Because of his experience, of course. Because you know, he's which... driven different cars. Yes. It's very different when you put in a driver, let's say a Pierre Gasly. It's new. Or or Alex Alban, who the only car they've driven before is an Alphatari, which is subpar compared to what a Red Bull is, or, or even a Mercedes. Um, but... Perez has the experience where he's driven for a top team at that time was McLaren. He's driven in the midfield. He's driven in cars. He's progressively developed that car. Uh, with um, Force India, with Force India, yeah, racing, point. racing Point, um, so he has the experience, and like we like we said, you know, built-in traction control. He knows how to control the car, and he knows when to go, when to not go, so the car is not consistently spinning on him. So I think he's gonna do a good job. So, but your your point was, like, also I opened it to me. I said, hey, but his experience is gonna help him. Develop, build a car, you yeah. know, develop the car quicker. Pretty much, let's let's use him as a sample of what happened with Grojan in Haas, mm-hmm. where Grojan helped these people. Even though they had to go backwards, exactly. back to their Australia mm-hmm. spec, it helped them last year. So uh, so then, like, compare it to his most recent teammate, Sergio Perez's most recent teammate, Lance Stroll, who you constantly hear on the radio, oh, it's not working for me, or, like, uh, the car is just sliding all over the place. That's, like, my, oh, that's my Lance Stroll impression, by the way. Like I'm <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> no, Sounds like he even said like, Mr. Bill. He's <laughs> like the he always said also that one, I think one point he said the car was totally different car from Q one to Q two or Q three or something like that. Like what happened to the car? I feel like I'm right, right. Once you enter Q one, like it's park from A. Like it's not gonna change. I, whatever. That that's your boy Lance show. Guys, what happened? Well, what happened? Oh, <laughs> so all right so these tires yeah they're losing temperature yeah. oh, i don't know what to do. anyway sounds like a spoiled brat well i'd rather that billionaire son than the one we're currently anyway we'll get to that later but so where do we think that this sets up what how do we think that we see this play out between max and and sergio perez um, max has not had a challenge since daniel ricardo It'll be the, it's a different challenge now for him. In what sense? In the sense that Ricardo, they were both fighting to be, you know, the guy at the Red guy, Bull. Yeah. I think Paris is not going to go for that. Paris, uh, uh, come on, a race driver no, no, that's not trying but, to win. But whenever he has the opportunity to go ahead and perform, I think this is probably going to just maybe push Max, Max a little more. Uh, I'll give you a quote from Max, and this is what he said. And I just hope. That Checo will be the one, yeah. No, and I just hope that Checo will be the one to first of all push the whole team forward, but also keep me on my toes, which is always nice to have a teammate pushing you. It's exciting. There you go. So that is what is expected from Checo, from not only Red Bull but also Max Verstappen, because Max knows that he needs someone like a Bottas to what is Bottas to Lewis Hamilton, where can't necessarily beat him but we'll be there telling giving him some sort of like a bar like i have to beat this so you can be better so most of the time in qualifying you would see that this year let's say we're talking about now botas and hamilton where botas will put up a time and hamilton will come through and beat it but the the bar was set botas said beat this and lewis hamilton would come through right verstappen never had that this season didn't have that last year he was always ahead yeah. So, and by a mile, and by a mile. So, 
what a racing driver wants to do is compete even if it's with his own teammate. What any true competitive sportsman wants to do is compete. Exactly. So I'm glad at least because I don't think you would see Max saying something like that before. But now he sees that, that this is what's needed in order. You, he, you need a competitive teammate to fight Mercedes. And you, you, it was evident this entire season because the only one up there with the Mercedes cars was Max Verstappen and Red Bull always lost out. As a long ranger too up there. Yeah. <laughs> so, and how many races could Max have won if Albon was fighting up at the top, at least trying to disrupt the strategy for Mercedes? So Max knows this, the team knows this, Checo knows what is expected, and he has the experience to do that. I, I, I'm excited about it because I think that he will, and I'm hoping that we can get a, a bit of a title fight. I don't, I'm not going to go as far. I'm not going to go on the limb and say that Red Bull is going to beat Mercedes, but it's definitely a little bit more interesting now that they sign Checo. So I think you're 100% right. I think that... So a lot of times, like me, when I'm doing something at work or even with you guys, it's, guys, what do you think of this as my sanity check, right? Sometimes, and sometimes you go so far off on your direction that you just need somebody to be like, hold on, this is this is all just messed up. So I think that in this sense, right, that it would help Max to have a more veteran guy saying, yo, but I, I think you could do this better or do this. So I feel like that, this is going to sound weird, but like that, relationship that he and you, you see they still have a strong relationship max and danny ricardo a lot of that was kind of coaching him along okay you're a talented guy but here's how you refine your technique and here's how you get better it's like i don't know what would be like a good analogy like in in basketball or in baseball but like i don't know like peyton with eli manning or whatever like here's how okay you're good but here's how you take your your game to the next level um i think that 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 we'll see a lot of that or we'll see some of the some of Max's uh, driving be more basketball, refined. If you would look, if you watch the Last Dance, you would see that that dynamic with um, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. It just they drive each other to be mm -hmm. better, and I think that obviously he needs that. Um, what do you guys think that this means for the rest of the grid? I think it makes it. What do you mean? Makes it more exciting for everybody else, and obviously. I'm not expecting a big closure of the gaps between the cars. The team that I think is probably going to make the highest jump will probably be McLaren. But again, it doesn't that 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 doesn't matter at the top of the field. I think it's still going to be a two horse race at the top. I don't see any anybody else moving up above the midfield. I see, I see Ferrari coming back a little bit next year. Yeah, but they'll probably be top midfield. I don't see them. I don't see them fighting at the top because the car is very similar. It, now, it, if they do, I'll be <laughs> okay. You're it's going to be, be it's going to be hyper competitive next year. Yeah, in the midfield. It, it, yeah, it's it, it's Formula probably going to be even yeah. more. Oh, yeah. It's probably going to be even more competitive than it was this year. But it's still going to be a two horse race because it's just it's so the gap was. I don't know what the the gap on average was almost what half <laughs> like thirty seconds. So you think Aston is not going to put up? No, SMR. I don't see it. I don't think that they'll be in the league of Red Bull and Mercedes. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. But so. they'll be also not far behind them because Racing Point was not far behind. Yeah. They at the, at the end they fell off, but it was because obviously our girlfriend Stroll did not put the points up but 
yeah, but then, but now here's here's the thing. You have now a Racing Point team, which will become Aston Martin. That if you look at the driver lineups, forget about the cars. We're talking about just the driver lineups. Probably have the weakest out of all the midfield teams because you have Lance Stroll there, and we'll see what happens with Vettel. And it's exactly what uh, Paris said in the post-race interview. You need two strong drivers. So for me, I think for the rest of the grid, this is going to be a big. This is going to be a lot of pressure on Valtteri Bottas, who uh, has bad starts, has issues mid-race, has a lot of bad luck. Now you're going to start seeing teams split the Mercedes or Red Bull split the Mercedes a lot more. And it's going, I, I feel like the pressure is going to come from both places. It's going to come to beat Hamilton. And then it's also going to come to not be split by the Red Bulls to not fall behind them and, and make sure you don't create a big gap in the constructors. I think, I think we're going to really see what Boras can, can do. Is he, you know, he's finished like, uh, Kimmy, is he going to be the Iceman, I guess, 2.0 or whatever? I, anything that I've seen the past few years is that Bottas is, out of all the drivers that drive on a top team, uh, besides Alex Alban, obviously, or Pierre Gasly, um, let's say the stable drivers that are on the top team, Bottas is the most vulnerable. He He's not a particularly great defender, but he's decent. And he's not a particularly great overtaker. So it's a double whammy for him. He's a solid driver. He can get you quick laps. But he is not, he's definitely not a driver that will instill fear in you if uh, somebody, if your engineer comes on the radio and said, Bottas is ahead of you or behind you. So yeah, you're completely correct. The pressure's on Bottas. I'm going to read you some finishes. Jeez. Alex Albon from. Russia, remember he got the, uh, in Tuscany, he got the third place, the first podium for him from Russia on 10th, retired 12th, 15th, 7th, 3rd, 6th, and 4th. Dude, that's the second best car on the grid. I guess fourth best car on the grid, but, you know, second best constructor on the grid. What are you doing hanging out in the slums down there? Paris would have been, would have been closer. Yeah. Any experienced driver would have been close. Uh, Red Bull is in the position that they were in the past few years is because they've been so stubborn as to keep within their their um, driver academy, which is not a bad thing if your drivers are ready. Well, remember, you invest, you know, your investment has to put up on some time, and so that's why they keep bringing it from their academy because they're being investing, investing. Yeah, but if you want to fight for a championship, I know, need you the best drivers the best. in the car. But that's what you're hoping you're your academy turns into, you know. So can I read guys. you the, I'm going to call it the third best car, the uh, racing point. Sergio Perez's finishes from the same time frame. Fourth, fourth, seventh, sixth, second, 18th when his engine blew up. First and retired when his engine blew up or he had the oil pressure issue. Wasn't that, it a transmission issue? Whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Some issue. Yeah. But he it wasn't his issue. fault. It wasn't his fault. That's <laughs> my point. Yeah. So that's a world of difference. He scored. He outscored Alex Albon during that time. Which frame. is in why, car. which is why many were calling it a travesty that he didn't have a seat for next year. Yeah, Red Bull finally made the right choice. Happy for them, but like I said, now give him the car to fight. I think the car is good enough. 
but let's see if they can make that leap. Remember that Mercedes stopped developing their car halfway through the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To start working on the new car. To start working on the new car for, for 2018, you said? 2019. For 20, 2019. 2019. Oh, no, you're, you're living in the past, <laughs> yeah. bro. This for 2021. For you, huh? <laughs> for 2021. So, yeah. Um, but they got to deliver the car. They, they need to get off to a better start. I think this is the season that they can get off to a better start because, again, it's 60% of the car that's being carried over. Now, what that 40% bringing? matters. It's no, a big and, difference. And what is Mercedes bringing? Exactly. <laughs> and then you now you have Aston Martin in the mix with a Mercedes engine, and you're going to have McLaren, who's been slowly but surely moving up the field every year with the Mercedes engine and two solid drivers in Ricardo and Lando Norris. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Whatever. Alex Alban is now a reserve driver for Red Bull. We'll see. Uh, Yuki Sonoda signs with AlphaTauri. Uh, see you later, Daniel Kavia. Thanks for the memories. The Torpedo. Who was it that didn't believe me that they were going to sign Sonoda? Was it you, Ruben? Was I? I, I have no know. idea. Uh, so I just wanted to say I told you so. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I mean, this guy is Japanese kid. Can... Yeah, Japanese. He is coming in from Formula Two. He placed third place as a rookie. As a rookie in Formula Two, behind mm -hmm. Mick Schumacher and Calum. This is Mylock. a kid that's backed by yeah. Honda, right? Yes, and very much. Leaving. Like this, is, one of your drivers. How crazy, right? Is just made it to F one, and you're still leaving. They really had an opportunity to be like, yo, this is our guy. This is racing's future. He came in third, got enough um, super license points to make it to F1. Seems like a pretty yeah, solid they, they bought it, whatever, you know, but Honda, this is Honda's kid. What did you say? Whatever they were missing, they bought a couple of points. Got, you know, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's good, man. Nah, the kid is good. He to be it. as a rookie to do to be able to do that. And he was just named Rookie of the Year. I think also. Sapphire Rookie of the Year. I always think of the movie the, where the Cubs like the kid with the arm, the rookie of the year. <laughs> I think... Uh, that took it back, bro. Yeah. <laughs> as a Japanese driver, this also brings back a lot of the... Mar the forget, forget, you know, the, the market has somehow has been forgotten over there. That's also yeah. buried no, into right. F1, which yeah. is, you know, the Japan area. They're like probably the... The most enthusiastic F1 fans. Exactly. Yeah. Aside from but they, the Dutch, the Dutch are pretty fun too. And Brazilians. Yeah. But the, 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 Jap the last, Japanese the last fans. Was it Kobayashi? Great. Yep. That was oh, the last one. Wow. Yeah, Kobayashi. And then you had Taku, which is a Takuma Sato. Yeah, a, but he's in, in well, he's in Indy now. He's in Indy now, but he raced in F1 for a while. But Kobayashi was the one that was there for the longest. He was there for a while too, yeah. I don't know. I, it, it's been a while, but it, it's good because. Um, the fan base. I mean, the Japanese fan base is fun. These guys make their own custom-made hats. And, and they look just like the F1 cars sometimes. <laughs> like, it's fun. It's they're very passionate about, about, uh, about the sport. So it's going um, to bring a lot of eyes to this. Good. Obviously, to, if it's not already, a lot of enthusiasm in that more. part of the world. More. And the kid is quick. So it'll be fun to see him up against Gassi to see no, how he can do. Because it's not only now only going to be the faithful Japanese F1 fan watching. There's also going to be countrymen. Yo, we have a Japanese driver there. We got to watch now. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
2014 was when Kobayashi, that was his last season. Uh, he well, Sunoda, with the numbers, dude. Sonora was part of the Honda Formula Dream Project and the Red Bull Junior team. So we go back now to we know the Red Bull Junior teams and the Red Bull Development Program to pump out talent, right? Obviously, we had some issues the last couple of years. Brendan Hartley, Dana Kavia, and Gasly showed and didn't show. Albon didn't sh- or showed and didn't show as well. Yeah, but uh, it's this kid is talented. He's yeah. gonna be talented. Red Bull. If Red Bull wasn't the the hot stove that it yeah. is for drivers, hot seat. what was the what was there was something that you sent? I think it was on Instagram. It was a tweet by somebody where the what was it? I'm trying to think. All right, so the uh, v- Vettel, ex Red Bull driver replaced by another ex-Red Bull driver. Yep, Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz. Who's replaced by... Who's replaced by another ex Bull driver Danny Ricardo. in Daddy Ricardo. Right? And then... What was Renault. Uh, and then... And, and that was caused by uh, a racing point. Oh, then, so then... Uh, I it was think like a Vettel, the red ex-Red Bull driver is going to... Aston Martin to, to, re- replace, to replace the driver that's going to Red Bull. To now. Red Bull. So you can see how Red Bull has their their tentacles in all of these drivers because there's so many good drivers. It's just that you have to give them time to develop. develop. Red Bull gave up on science. Uh yeah. But they saw an opportunity. Because they never places. moved them up at, at at you know when when he wanted to, but he was ready. You know, or so they don't, so they give his you, they either give fast. you too much time or they didn't give you enough time. Yeah. Like it his, just doesn't, his times were not, his stand, times were not far from Max. No, when he, when they raced together in, 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 uh, in what was Toro Rosso are now Alpha Was Max in Toro Rosso? Max, yes, he was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was for half a season. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm confused. Yeah. No, no. He was, he won his first race. He won his first race as a Red Bull driver. That's not my own. Yeah. But he replaced, he replaced Kvyat. Yes. When Kavia was driving for Red Bull. So we're excited to see what uh, Yuki Sonoda brings to the table. We're happy that, look at this, this is amazing, an Asian driver back in the back on the grid. Uh, so let, let's stick to that theme. Carlos Sainz, officially introduced as, you know, the Ferrari driver that we knew. Vamos! <laughs> All of a sudden, he's a... a Vamos! He's he, a woke Chile up. he woke up now. Then, Go, Chile. Vamos, Chile! I cannot wait to see... Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc fighting each other. That's going to be fun. I think we're going to see really where the talent stands. And I think that's. I think you're going to see a closer battle this year within Ferrari. Well, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) We all do. Yeah. You're definitely going to see that. It's it's like what, going back to what Max said, you want a teammate that can push you. I think that Carlos will now um, push Leclerc. And Leclerc obviously will push will push um science, but science is young and he wants to, you know, put his stamp on F one. And he has been doing that the past few years. Now that he's in the red car. Uh it should be fun to watch. It's gonna be a fun matchup. And they and you know, obviously we are we can't wait to see Ricardo and Lando together. I think that Leclerc showed more of a personality during the lockdown so to see them together would be a little was gonna it's gonna be a lot more fun and lighten up the mood at ferrari the banana custom i know i remember (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that was great. So, all right. So we last talked about this at the beginning of the season. Obviously, now that we're a whole season later, where do we see in the pecking order? Obviously, we'll say we'll say it this way, right? You'll have Hamilton, Bottas, Perez, Verstappen, the top four. We'll call it that, right? It's funny he mentioned. We're talking Perez. just drivers now. No, no. As far as like where we expect them to kind of finish, obviously Verstappen, Perez, switch, <laughs> and maybe Bottas and Verstappen. But where do you see a Carlos Sainz based on what? Ferrari was able to do this year with their drivers, uh, finishing in, in obviously in the drivers' championship. So you had Charles Leclerc finishing eighth, and Sebastian Vettel finishing thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Putting a position on, on both. what are the point totals? Leclerc ninety-eight, Vettel thirty-three. Big difference. Putting a, a, a position, I'd say both of them will be definitely top ten. Okay. Like way to no go way. out on science, a limb. Thank you. No, no, science would not be thirteenth. You know, because if he comes to Ferrari with the same hungerness that he had at McLaren, you know, and uh, you know how the culture is changing at Ferrari as well. I mean, they, these guys, you know, the we hope the culture is changing at Ferrari. Yeah, exactly. So, like for example, the this thing that the little video that McLaren was doing every week, the unbox, mm-hmm. he showed like the team has a flow. Obviously, we don't know that because Ferrari didn't show that that side of them, but you don't see. They try, but it's very. It's not. No, as but you fun. don't. You don't see. You don't see Ferrari's more like a. They're very corporate. They're like the Yankees, like a military. Yeah, like I said, like the Yankees. There yeah. you, you can say they're very corporate. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'll say. I feel that I feel that they're going to ver- finish very very close to each other. Why do I say that? Because while Charles Leclerc, he still shows a little bit of. Uh, over aggressiveness that has cost him DNFs, right? Makes you, mistakes. Too. You don't see that from science. He's like a freaking surgeon out there, right? You never see him make a. What was the race that he, he missed the turn and he blew half of the car? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <remember. laughs> you don't know, right? Yeah, I do. I don't. Yeah. I think he, I think Max made it, but he went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That they gave him the other half but of the car a, with the signature. But that's a rare mistake. That's yeah, yeah. the only one we could even think about with science. Um, you're right. He is. Uh, Signs reminds me a lot of um, of Paris, and and his in his consistency. Very quiet drives, nothing to write home about. But he's always within the points, top five, top six. Uh, especially if he has a good car, if he has a chance to go for it, he will. You can see that how he was closing in on um, this was in Italy. And Monza. Closing in on Pierre Gasly. On Pierre Gasly yeah. for the win. He really wanted that win. Of course. And and that, you know, that was a good race. Um, so, and he smelt it. He, he wanted that win. So, yeah, he's, but again, he's not a spectacular driver, but he gets the results. And, you know, that's what you need. I, I, I wonder if the culture status of the team will it affect him being two years at mclaren so relaxed so yo just yo, yo dude go do your thing dude you know won't. not going to no even there she get out of here you know, <laughs> you know why it won't he's the son of carlos Sainz senior carlos Sainz senior is still a legend is a legend in still rallying a legend. 
So I wonder how he's gonna do that. Not only has Carlos signed, does he has the demeanor for it, but he's been prepped for this all his life. Yep. He knows what to say. He knows not to ruffle feathers. Just look at the way he maneuvered himself out of Red Bull when it wasn't favorable for him. That's true. When most drivers, when when you see what happens with Red Bull and its drivers, the relationship just blows up, or they just drop you. He was able to finesse his way to Renault, get a trade, then sign with McLaren. Yep. And he was in Renault while he was still a Red Bull driver. Yeah, he was on. on he was on loan, and then he signed with McLaren, and everything goes from there. But he did oh. that in a very, very smooth, a very fin- he finessed his way out in of a very, it. Very. Uh, High level. He would know what to say in the media. You know, He's like, very savvy with that. High class restaurant, high mm-hmm. China. Dude, I got so pissed watching him in Drive to Survive on his freaking yacht with his dad, his whole family. <laughs> <laughs> eating eating Hamon Serrano. Yep. Drinking all the wines. <laughs> Come hamon. on. Hamon. 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 Not guacamole. And I'm here guacamole. in the snow in New York. <laughs> and I can't travel. Dirty snow. Yeah, the dirty snow. So... Uh, I wanted to touch base on something Ruben just said. So he went from McLaren. He was in Red Bull, McLaren, uh, Renault. Now he's at Ferrari. We just talked about a guy that was just like that, Sergio Perez. Yep. So I think that the best thing for Ferrari would be to just, I'm going to say it this way, let Carlos cook, right? Just let him do his thing because he's going to improve. He's coming from, he's seen different approaches. So now you're going into a situation where it's very regimented, whatever. It's only going to help them do better. And it's only going to help Charles Leclerc refine his technique as a driver granted his partner has been a four-time world champion but now to see things they're different a little different different stages of the career exactly he can cook as long as he puts some chili in what is (laughs) what is it what is the song that he kept singing on the radio with mclaren smooth operator so which song is which italian song is he gonna i don't know any italian songs but for the first uh for the first episode of next season I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up with a song for you, buddy. Okay. All right. So there's uh, that wraps up the driver movements potentially, maybe. Um, we'll move a little more quickly. Uh, Total Wolf resigns with Mercedes, uh, AMG F1 for three. I'm sorry, Mercedes Petronas AMG, Mercedes AMG Petronas F1. That's the way to say it. Mm-hmm. Thinking back to Drive to Survive, he signs for three years. <laughs> I just thought of that. Yeah, increases his uh, stock options. He now owns 33% of the team, along with Ineos and I guess the Mercedes. When everybody, when everybody thought he was on his way out, he just dug himself deeper. With claws. Not much more to say here, right? Other than this just kind of ensures the continued success of Mercedes. Means that Mercedes will be a monster for years the to Terminator. come. Terminator. Three more years will be. So if you're gonna beat Mercedes, is gonna be on the track. They're not gonna they're not gonna self-implode. So bring your A game, Red Bull, bring your A game, Ferrari, bring your A game. And you don't need, I think I don't even think the A game is enough. I think you gotta bring your A plus plus plus. As so when is the, the engine regulations changed 2025? Yes. At the end of the 2025. No, they're due for 2026. They're trying to move yeah. it down to 2025. Gotcha. So there will not be that more. And in the meantime, the in the meantime, what, um, and this is getting momentum with other teams, uh, Red Bull um, won an engine freeze so they can they keep their to. Honda engines, which I think would be if a good move. Because then we can have some convergence and we can have some competitive racing. Along with the new arrow rules for 2022. 
A lot of changes. So back to Toto. Yeah. So uh, that's not even so much Toto, but all right, he signs for three years. Lewis Hamilton had also said, hey, you know, I could see myself racing for three. Didn't he say three years? Or am I making that up? If Toto Wolf is the team principal at Mercedes, expect Lewis Hamilton there. Yeah. Which means that... Ten world titles? Jeez. That's possible, man. That that is possible. That is definitely I mean, all possible. All the changes coming is only going to the only the thing champion. that's going to derail Mercedes if that if they completely mess up the 2022 rule changes, which I doubt. I don't think so. Because they are look at the way they prepared for the for for the hybrid engine era, and how how well that's gone for them. If they prepare the same way for the aero rules. For 2022, you know, Mercedes. I, I'm not saying that any other, not, not there's not going to be another team that's going to catch up to them, but they're going to be formidable. They're going to be formidable, and that car seems a lot more fun to drive. That 2022 with the Aero rule seems a lot more fun to drive um, than these cars now. Even though these cars, the drivers say that they're fun to drive, but the drivers want more racing, and that's what Hamilton likes. And if you have Hamilton on your team, bro. What team? It. I mean, I only I wasn't saying was, my answer will be rebel, but uh, the only team I see dethroning Mercedes right as now a surprise, just Red Bull, just Red Bull, and that's because Red Bull has had the edge as for well, a long time as well on Arrow. Yeah, but if if because uh, that's that's normally happens. Normally, the team that's been consistently winning gets dethroned by somebody that's able to maneuver the rules and the regulations to their favor mm-hmm. and come in as, as, as a price. If Ferrari get their act together, nah. they have the resources to do it. Nah, but they ain't doing it though. Uh, lastly, as far as news, I think they will. Not even news. It's just swirling rumors, but the whole the whole Nikita Mazepin thing, we didn't even talk about it last week because it-, it well, frankly, we didn't elaborate on it, yeah. It, frankly, it's a little distasteful to be 100% honest. Um, the- Rumor, obviously, there is now, you know, the hashtag, uh, we say no to Mazepin, that things have come out. He's, uh, um, the woman that was in the video with him took down the apology or like the explanation for the apology and now is like defriended him. So it's just all internet drama. Um, but now you start to see a little more distancing. It's hard to, it's so nebulous. It's hard to really say anything, but here, here's the, here's the news, right? There's no transparency. Pietro Fittipaldi now has Formula One driver in his bio, and Nikita Mazepin does not. <laughs> so that's, has a, has that's a the news. racing driver. That's what's driving all the speculation. I don't. Uh, this is something else. But this, this doesn't a, make sense. This never makes any sense to me because if obviously, if you have an announcement, if you, if a team is going to make an announcement, why would you change something in your bio? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. Because you're excited when you're when you're. How do you how do you call this when you're collecting like signatures f- to like for a change petition? So there's a petition going on to get him out of yeah, well, yeah, and it's got a lot of signatures too. This has been this has been a shit show since the beginning. Okay, one obviously Haas did the right thing at the beginning when the video came out and they said that the behavior is abhorrent, regardless of what the relationship was between them. It is abhorrent behavior. It's something that we as a society are trying to drive out mm-hmm. that kind of behavior. So that's one. The mistake that Haas made was that it was going to keep it private. Now we don't know what's going to happen. 
They're, they said they were going to punish him, but what is the punishment? Because at the same time, when something like this happens, if you want to send a message that this is a behavior that is not acceptable anywhere, then you must show an example of what happens if you do that. So it could be a deterrent for a driver not to do that or anybody anybody, anybody not to, to, to behave that way. Yeah. I. Uh... So, again... This whole behind closed doors thing, when it's something like this, especially after the Me Too movement, that doesn't fly anymore. And it doesn't fly with fans. And you can see it with the hashtag on the internet. And would I be surprised if they let him go? No. But I also won't be surprised if they keep him. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. And if they keep him, then then you have a PR, then you then you have a PR mess. Within your ranks, and I don't think Haas wants that. They're already on the edge. Yeah. Why would they want that? I don't know. Uh, all right, forget it. The news done, over with. Get out of here. Right? <laughs> Season recap. You, you kick him out already? I, I kick out the news. That's oh, the I'm news. Not my yes. Okay. No, no, no. no the news. I got to be careful. Cause... <laughs> I thought you had that kind of authority. No, no, no. They're, they're billionaires. They could come after me. Well, that's true. And buy us up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> they almost did Williams. So, racing oh. was it? The one for that? Who? Uh, the family, Mazepin family. Yeah, they tried to buy out Williams. Williams uh, and racing. No, point. no, and racing. I'm sorry, point racing too. point. Yeah, yeah, and Williams. Yeah, when they went to Dorito Capital. He's trying to be a Lawrence. Dor- <laughs> Dorito Capital. <laughs> Dorito Capital. <laughs> Doroton. Doroton. So on uh, on the F on F1.com, Formula1.com. They released a couple of lists of the top 10 drivers, one chosen by the drivers, one chosen by the bosses. I'm going to focus on the one chosen by the bosses, right? I'm going to read it down from the top. They had a methodology of how they chose it. Here's the results. Lewis Hamilton, one. Max Verstappen, two. Are we shocked yet? No. I'm not. Charles Leclerc, three. I think we had him. Yeah, we had him in that range, right? We had him like fourth, I think. Daniel Ricciardo, four. I think we had them flip-flopped when we did our rank. Sergio Perez, five. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we were, too. Uh, George Russell, six. That's the one. We didn't even have him on our list. No. Georgie. That's surprising. What that... do you think of that? We see the Sur- talent. Surprising, but um, I would have him all the way up there, but does he deserve to be in the top 10? Yes, especially what he showed when he did get that one drive for Mercedes. So who would you have above him? Oof. Norris? Signs? Let's see. Dude, Norris. I think signs. No, no, saying, I think you would put signs above him right now. Bottas definitely up there too. Um, and it, you know, Bottas not even on that list. He's on. He's on the on the team bosses. Oh no, list, yeah, yeah, team boss. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, don't, just team bosses list, my yeah. bad. I have my mouse covering his name. Um, <laughs> and it'll be. I don't. You know, it'll be close between Russell and Pierre Gasly too, because Gasly for for like six. But. Months. But I would put him above Gasly because Gasly did have a chance in the top team and didn't deliver. And Russell did in just one race. They have here Lando Norris at seventh, Carlos Sainz at eighth. When you see in the same car that Carlos Sainz, despite a ton of bad luck, outperformed Lando Norris. I found that a little weird, but okay. Yeah, I wouldn't put Norris above science. Um, and then... Just because of the experience. They complete the list with ninth, tied for ninth, uh, Valtteri Bodas and Pierre Gasly. Um, I, personally, I would have Bodas a little higher. 
I think I think on our list that's what we did. We have Boris higher. Yeah, and then uh, Gasly. Um, notable, I guess, omissions for me is Sebastian Vettel. You know, even though we see him be a little over is, the hill now, but this list thing. is just—is this for this season? This yeah. season, I'll be here. Uh, Seems I think, like it I is. think, yeah. Well, I guess this is on his. I wouldn't have. I would not put uh, Vettel I mean, up I, there this season. I don't know. I don't know if I would say that it's for this season. I guess it's what's currently on the grid, right? Because if you want to compare what's this season, I would just say, okay, look at the driver standings. Right. Right. So what is there anything? So on the drivers list, they actually have Romain Grosjean on at eighth. They have Pierre Gasly much higher. Alex Albon in the top ten. Yeah, what? That's weird. Um. So if we were to make our own list again, it would be one, two, three: Hamilton, Verstappen, Leclerc. We all agree. Yeah. Ricardo fourth. Yeah. Yes. Perez fifth. No. No. Who would you put? Bottas. Bottas fifth. Perez sixth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here, here's where it gets tough. Who's mm-hmm. seventh? Science. Hmm. I would say Gasly. No. Gasly, I think, belongs down there, like 8, 9, 10, around there. I would put... Um, Jesus. I'm having a hard time just picking between Sainz and Russell, just because I was really impressed yeah, by George Russell. Russell was only one race. Come on. Yeah, he you know he, yeah, he put up. It's only one race. He's showing... Yeah, he's showing... He could do a magic, but he's with, uh, beaten his teammate. What is it? Yeah. Thirty-seven times in a row. Wow, on the worst car on the grid. I know. Like, uh, okay, uh, but, but it's not even close. Yeah, see, let's go running in Bancord, and I probably could beat you. Well, let's go biking. You're gonna beat me, you know, whatever. Because, so, yeah. Listen, he came for one race. You don't think that if they're in the same car, Russell can't beat Sainz? But absolutely, we're not seeing that right now. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking if all things were equal, what would you what would you expect to see? I believe that what I believe Russell. I believe Russell, Russell will be above all of them. Yeah, that, that's what I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with because oh, you're right. so I said Gasly. I didn't even think Russell. I would probably put Russell seventh above Gasly or below above Gasly. Yeah, not above Sainz. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, because I don't. I I get. I I told. I like I said, Gasly belongs okay, in like eight, right, nine, right. ten. Listen, 2022 when this guy's a Mercedes. That's when he's going to really put up. This is going to be Botas's last year. Yes, sir. In F1 in general? Yeah, probably. In, in no, not Mercedes. in F1. I'm not going to go out on a limb because I think that Botas, Botas will go back to, to, is a very to Dorito good Capital, whatever. But he'll, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be back in the midfield. There's too much good talent out there for Mercedes to ignore now to leave, especially when Hamilton is going to be leaving. They, already, they got to start bringing in somebody, much like what Ferrari did, they already knew that Vettel was probably not going to cut it. They brought in the young gun to see what he can do. I think that Mercedes is going to have to start doing that. Um, Hamilton, obviously, he's still at the top of his game, but he's not getting any younger. So seven, Russell, we agree? Yeah. Yeah. And then eight, I say Gasly. You guys say signs. I say signs. And then nine, I would say signs, and you guys would say who? Norris? I think we what, do. We agree that I think we I think we're in agreement that the top ten is pretty accurate. It's pretty, as, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. As far as the bosses are concerned, the drivers. I, I don't what, know, what do bro. the bosses know? Come on, 
The ones are paid. So, guys, let, um, gentlemen, a short look back to the past. <laughs> Nicky Lada once said, no, um, your favorite race of the year. Yancy, I want to ask you first because I saw you watching the highlights earlier. What would you say is your favorite race of the year? Man, this was tough because there was a few. Um, I was torn between, first I was torn between Imola, Mugello, and Austria. Okay. But then I remembered um, Turkey. 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 Which was a rain-stricken mm-hmm. race. Um, I like tension at the end. I like to know who is... I, I don't like to know who's going to win the race, yeah. especially in the last laps. Yep. Um, so, based on that, that would count out Magello. That would... Count out Porto, oh not Porto, I'm sorry, Portugal, because obviously it was a good race, but we didn't know who was we. At the end, even though there was a fight for you know third, 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 uh, second, third, and fourth with um with Leclerc, Vettel, and Paris, I am going to go with Imola because of that fight between Sainz. And and Gasly for the win. We didn't know that was Manza. That was Manza. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry, Manza. Sorry, not Emola. Manza. That's what I'm thinking about. Manza because Carlos Sainz. I think that's when he showed up. He said he that's wanted. He, he, he that's what he woke up. He said he yep. smelled the win, and he was closing in, closing in. And then Gasly did a phenomenal job to hold them back, and and eventually get the win. So. To me, it was Monza. That was a, that was a that was a, what what I had to. <laughs> but that's that's the reason why before this, before before we started recording, I didn't even say anything because I wanted to say that of I wanted course, to keep it course. quiet. Mm-hmm. And that was I, I think Monza to me was the, you know my favorite race of the year because of that because of the unexpected outcome, and it was the th- the top three. The tension at the end of the race. You is would everything. not. You know when you don't know who's gonna win that race, especially in those last five laps. That is everything because you're just on edge. He had us on the edge, especially when signs was coming and Gasly started slowing down a little bit. Yeah. Because obviously, remember, because his tires, his tires were, were really were going off. and signs was on point. Signs was like uh, like a shark when he smells a little bit of blood and he's like, I'm coming for you, I'm coming for yeah. you. <laughs> no, you're not, no, you're not. <laughs> and we uh, had, uh, in that race, we also had Daniel Ricardo and Sergio Perez right there with them. That was that was a who came, uh, was it Stroll that came in third in that race? Stroll came in third, but then like oh man, it was it was a it was a tight finish. Yeah, I mean, it was totally unexpected, super tight finish, and you know, can you be any happier than either? Obviously, Gasly won, but either or would have won either Gasly or Science. Like I was so pumped when Gasly won. The way the radio sounded, the, the way they celebrated. Come on. You know? This was tough uh, because Can you imagine this, was that a lot, this was a lot. There was a lot of good races. Alphatari is an Italian team. Yes. Could you imagine this happening with the place full of fans? Oh. Would have been insane. Yeah, it would, yeah, it would have been. Would have been insane. It would have been insane. 
All right, so that's Yancey, that's Ruben. My, f- I'm gonna cheat a little bit. My favorite race of the year was Silverstone, and why do I say that? It's because Which they one? did it back to back, and they were both high tension. And why was that? Because we had the high abrasion on the tires, and the first one was when uh, Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas had the two tires, the tires pop on them. And so you would say those two are top two for you? I'm just and, and then the 70th anniversary. But the first one, if you recall, Lewis Hamilton, his tires blew like literally yeah. two corners from the end. And mm-hmm. you see Max Verstappen just gaining like 15 seconds at a time. It was like ridiculous. He ends up winning, but then you, you, but everyone... Damn, but that was because, damn, that, that would have so been, been so good if Max hadn't pitted. Exactly. He had pitted to avoid that situation. It was like an opposite strategy to Mercedes. And then the next, the buzz was there. Like, literally, we were all buzzing for the whole week going into the 70th 70th anniversary. Like, yo, is it going to happen again? Is Red Bull going to be able to take advantage? And Red Bull did take advantage. We had... uh, we had Max win first place, and then uh, the two Mercedes drivers second and third. It was, and the only difference was because they changed, the, they went a step softer on the tire. Exactly. It was, it was two weeks of two weeks and two races of a great time. Yeah. Um, so the so the the British Grand Prix would <laughs> be your top. Or your it, be, it was Silverstone. Both of them. Silverstone. Yeah, it was Silverstone week. I'll call it. So the, Brit- the it was Br- just good. The British Grand Prix would be the number one, and then the seventh. Yeah, I would say two. yeah. Who you got number three? Well, no, nah, it just who be your third? Not to take up, not to take up more time, but I would say mm-hmm. to me, you can't the, pick between the two. The first, the first one, the first no, no, race, no, no. Of, hold on, hold on. the first race of the season pick. was Austria. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that I'm sorry, the first race of the season was my number three choice. Okay, it, it was freaking mayhem. You guys remember? Yep. We, saw, we were watching the highlight earlier. That Kimi, was my second pick. Kimi's tire like yeah. flew off. Mm-hmm. Alex Albon was doing really well. Lewis Hamilton bumped him off, got you know, got a penalty, dropped him down to to fourth. Uh, we saw uh, Lando Norris last lap. Lando, it was bananas. Scenario seven, yeah, all in one push, race. Push seven, push seven, right? Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Uh, all right, favorite, we had a lot of good races. This Ruben, season. favorite drive of the year. Favorite drive. When you say favorite drive, like as a driver, the way they, you know, what they did, what they did during a during race. a race, yeah. I would go uh, with Bahrain, Grosjean. How? Well, he crashed out. Exactly. He got himself out of the car, though. And the way he told what... Dude, all... no, no, no. We're talking about f- a, a driver finishing a race. I mean, that's a good sentimental favorite. No, no, but... because... I, and I think what made me also... What made that that even the point deeper into me further was him telling... All the things that was going over his head, what he was thinking, you know, that's why I, I picked that incident. Okay, all right, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Yancy? Nah, um, damn, there's so many. Uh, Leclerc comes to mind. Uh, Which one? When he when he got the podium in uh in Austria. Okay. Um, Gasly. No, no, I'm sorry, Perez when he went from from first. Uh, Gasly when he went from first to well from last to first, um, uh, Gasly in 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 um, Monza in Monza, um, and then you have scenario seven that was that was crazy. Last lap land that was that wasn't uh, was it triple L. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, that that seems like it was a year ago. Yeah. I'm I'm so gonna go. All these, all these, some of these things that we just mentioned. I'm gonna be I, I, I'm gonna be 
I'm already called a fanboy, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Leclerc, just because um, that car sucked. It sucked, and then guess what? He did it again in Silverstone, third yeah. place. He did it again in Silverstone, and then he had another drive. At, I don't know if it was at Magello where he came in fifth. Yeah, Emilia Romagna was that Mugello? No, that was uh, Imola. That was Imola. I think it was Imola where he came in fifth. He had a yep. lot of good drives, but that the car was nowhere. The engine was obviously subpar for him to make the strategy work because I remember him in the press saying afterwards on his interviews that they took an alternative strategy because when you're so far back. You have to take certain risks. And he was pushing the teams for an alternative strategy, and they gave it to him. And he obviously got a podium. Um, so, yeah, that's my favorite drive of the season. Driver or drive? Drive. So, to me, there's a couple, right? This is going to be unorthodox because he didn't finish well. Alex Alban in Austria, I was like, yo, this guy is here. Finally, we see this guy pushing, mm -hmm. fighting with Hamilton. Finally uh, awake. Yeah, finally awake, finally doing something. Then I get the next week against freaking Perez has this, you know, same type of incident. But I, I think that there's no finer drive, no drive that got people more excited than George Russell in a secure Grand Prix. Th that was the talk of, it was a quick couple of days, but yeah, man, dude, it was, it blew up everywhere. And can you imagine in the future, right? This is all I thought. Lewis Hamilton and George Russell in that seat. Two British drivers. The folk, the center of the Formula One world is the UK. Can you imagine what that would be like in the UK to have those two guys fighting for a championship? I feel like that was part of the buzz. The future is here. Let's see what this kid could do. I, I you don't know. know. What? Damn, I think man. he would put Lewis in retirement. <laughs> I don't know about that, dude. No. He's getting older. He needs fresh blood coming through. He, I don't think Lewis has another season in him at gotta, the level of Rosberg. I got to see it to believe it. Listen to what I'm saying. Do you think at his age, with everything that he's got going on, he is at, we know he is right now. He's on top of the game. He's doing everything. But do you think he's able to go through another season like he did with Rosberg? Yeah. I, th I think that he would dominate. I don't think that he, I don't think that, <laughs> I, I don't think that it would you know happen why? to him again. You know why? Because he already went it through it with Rosberg. Okay. Not only that, but then he knows how to he handle had, that. He situation. had mechanical issues too that cost him the championship. He would have won. It wasn't like he won by by he lost by a like lot. Like, I, I, I don't. All right. So those are our favorite. Right, but that George, yeah, you made me think. But I'm not. I'm not gonna say that 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 George Russell was my favorite driver this season. But I remember being. I mean, this wasn't that long ago, so it's not a lot to remember. I remember it being super impressed by Russell. So it's right there. For me, it's right there with that. It just goes to show that yeah. there's a lot of highlights throughout this year. Yeah, the Paris. Was, was <laughs> it the same race? Same race, Paris. Yeah. Going from last to first. Esteban Ocon. I think like, the only... multiple podiums. The only thing missing with this season was the title fight. That's the only thing that was missing. And we kind of got something like that in the midfield. But you know what's crazy is that towards the end of the year, it was still exciting. It was still interesting. Like Formula 1.5. I feel even beyond that, like the whole George Russell thing, the whole, like, yeah, Formula 1.5. It was still interesting. Uh, biggest wish for next year. Ruben, I'll go to you first. Uh, since they have, since they were bought now by a different company, two things I want from that team. To retain the name. What team? Williams. Okay. 
to retain your favorite team. Yeah, to retain the name and get competitive. At least to the midfield. Bring it, you know, don't be with the heritage. They're, I don't that they think have. they're gonna get to the midfield. They're no, but with the heritage they have and how far back they are and stuff like that. It's gonna be tough. Dorito but, Capital. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would like Dorito Capital to make him do a flip into the salsa dip and be like in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> okay. George Russell got some points with his actual William C. Yancy, what do you think is your biggest wish? My biggest wish, far-fetched, but um, that'll be a four-horse race for the top with obviously Mercedes and Red Bull, Ferrari, and McLaren. Oh, I thought you were talking with drivers, but no. constructors, uh, yeah. Well, I, but, I just don't see it happening. Well, but if you have a race at the constructors' levels, then you're going to yeah. have a good race at, for the drivers because obviously the drivers are fighting for the top. I'm hoping, obviously, that McLaren take another step forward with that Mercedes engine and that Ferrari can right some of the wrongs of this season. They're already working on a new engine. Uh, it it seems to be in a good spot, but they don't know how the other teams are going to respond. And they seem to be, they're reworking the entire rear end of the car, so their error should be better. I'm hoping that they can get up to that. I'm not saying that they are. I'm just saying that I'm hoping that they get up back to the top so we can have more of an interesting race. Got news for you, Yancey. It's not happening, bro. Hater. <laughs> so what I would really love, what I would really love to see coming out of next year is I would love to see the Honey Badger back in the competition for race wins. Yes. And that, you know, by extension, McLaren com competitive and taking its place back where, you know, obviously the history is there. I would really love to see that. And beyond that, I would love to see all of the young guns kind of take a step forward. I want to see Max Verstappen got third in the, in the driver's championship, get second, fight for first. I, the fighting for first is going to be tough, but whatever. I want to see Charles Leclerc take a step forward. Lando Norris take a step forward. George Russell take a step forward. Gasly. I want all these guys to take this next generation of Formula One to take a step forward, kick these old guys out, or at least threaten Give them, them a run for the money. Yes. Just like we saw Leclerc and Vettel this year. Yes. I want to see more of that. You're not seeing Ocon doing that to, to Alonso. <laughs> oh, my God. We didn't even we didn't talk even, about him. Yep. Yo, that's right, man. Oh we have God. Fernando back. That's gonna no, no. be fun. Wasn't in the young testing, whatever. Like. I hope I hope he doesn't I don't I hope he doesn't stop with Vando. I just hope he doesn't <laughs> that, Gentlemen. Poor guy. That is the season. Is there anything else to talk about here? Nah, man. This was just to put a, a you know final ball on it, this was an exciting season. Um considering that we weren't it looked like we weren't gonna get a season. At the beginning of the season, with the cancellation of Australia, we were able to get 17 races. It was hectic. Six months, right? Yeah, it was hectic because it was, you know, it was triple headers, races back to back to back. We loved it as fans, um, but it was hectic. Um, but we did get a lot of good racing. We saw a lot of uh, young drivers step up. We saw a lot of good drives. We got a little bit of everything, and and we got a taste of a title fight with Formula One point five. Again, the only thing that was missing was a tie was a title race at the top, but we got everything else. This was a great season for F one. Uh, it will go down in history of one of the best seasons in F one, I believe, and I hope that twenty twenty one can top it. 
because that's what we all hope for. And I can't wait for Drive to Survive. I think for under the circumstances of this year and what I thought was going to happen to this season, oh my God, what a season did we get? I thought it was going to be nothing to see as far as the season. I thought it was going to be, you know, a disaster that they were putting together. And then they came up with this season and like, whoa. Yeah. Then they did it. I'm really talking about even going to, to the different tracks that we normally don't go to. Mm-hmm. I thought going to those tracks would be a disaster too. Like, well, you know, we go in there. Yeah. But now we're going with this guys. I've never raced on this track. I'm like, you know, blah, 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 all of this other stuff. So thank you, F1. Yeah. And what a victory for Formula One management. Of course. In pulling it off and not only just staying in a they created this bubble that traveled around the world, which is an amazing feat, and kept for the most part everybody safe. Obviously, we got some positive tests. Some drivers did get coronavirus, but the fact that it didn't blow up into something bigger, everything t- stayed positive for the most part. Everything is, stayed negative for the most part. Well, <laughs> you're, I would I would like to see, <laughs> like, damn it, man. Well, well yeah, well. I would like to see the numbers one day, as far as like. This is how many people we have with us. This is how many cases we got. Mm-hmm. And now I actually get a percentage of that. Oh, we probably will. But eventually. It, I, it overall, it was a victory for F1, a victory for for, Major for, victory. for us fans. And it was a great year. And guess to, what? Uh, F1 TV was pretty good outside of the first race. Yeah, outside of the first few <laughs> yeah. races, it was pretty good. And w- what a season to start off our podcast, man, Yeah, which is great. All right, guys, I want to make sure you guys know our information at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. Jump to Start Racing at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us via email. We are on YouTube, Jump to Start Racing Podcast. Make sure to check us out. Subscribe, like, drop a comment. You could even troll us. I'd be happy if you troll us. <laughs> we are on various podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Drop us a uh, five star review or thank you guys for listening to us thank you guys for participating in social media with us awesome season and uh you know obviously we're looking to improve even more the next season coming up but this has been great and we're looking to uh do bigger and better things in the upcoming season yes sir thank you guys all right jump to start f1 podcast on and off till next year peace laters